May I speak in the name of God who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please do be seated my friends. So today, here in this place, we gather to reflect on one of the arguably most magnificent events to ever take place. For me, for my money, it's the single most important moment in human history. The birth of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. And in today's Gospel, we witness the humility, the wonder, and the jubilation surrounding the birth of our Saviour. A party in heaven, and eventually on earth. The circumstances of the birth of Christ, we find in this Gospel. It's a perfect example of God using things that are often overlooked. Things that are often seen as rather inconsequential. Things that are seen as ordinary. To do extraordinary things. Consider the lowly birthplace in which Jesus arrived. Instead of a palace or a wealthy home, Jesus was born in a humble stable. He was wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. Despite what the average nativity set tells us, present at the actual birth of Jesus, there were no kings. There were no shepherds. They arrived shortly after Jesus' birth. The birth of Jesus was an intimate thing. Possibly a quiet thing, though possibly not. There may have been a midwife, we don't know. Or, Joseph may have been the hands that helped deliver the infant Jesus into the world. But friends, Jesus didn't arrive to fanfare here on earth. He simply arrived in a stable in Bethlehem, on a cold winter's evening. The birth of Jesus is a direct fulfilment of the prophecy that's found in Micah 5.2, that tells us that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, a town at this time which was largely unremarkable. It was generally a working-class town. It was not a million miles away from Bargoid, to be honest, in the grand scheme of things. But... God demonstrated divinity through a very humble beginning. Yet again, God using ordinary people and places to do extraordinary things. And this moment, this this humble birth, we're given a very unique perspective. And we're invited to embrace the true meaning of Christmas. A celebration of God's love for us. A gift God gave to us. His Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who is the good news revealed to all. And the significance of this good news? The birth of Jesus signifies God's plan for salvation, bringing hope, peace, and reconciliation between God and humanity. Because, of course, at the time, the the religious authorities were mired in legalism, They'd forgotten the covenant that our ancestors had made with God so long ago. Of course, God hadn't forgotten. Of course, shortly after Jesus' birth, the gospel tells us that the shepherds were informed of the arrival of the Lord. Now imagine it. It's late. It's dark. There were no streetlights. And there's just these working class lads doing a job. 
when suddenly the Archangel Gabriel appears out of nowhere before them. We don't say the Archangel Gabriel slowly came into being, slowly appeared before them. No, we just did. There he was. Along with the others, the, the whole host that Gabriel had with him, to tell them that the Saviour had been born. To put it into context, there are some people out there now still working. Could you imagine a, an emergency work crew from the council stood there fixing a great big massive pothole while the roads are quiet? Suddenly Gabriel and the holy host of angels at his back appears to them on the middle of the street just out there. And he says to them, I'm bringing you good news of the great joy for all the people to you born this day as a saviour. How exactly would those lads react? I don't think the response would be, let us go now and see this thing that has taken place, that the Lord has made known to us. I don't think that's what would happen. But what the shepherds do, is the shepherds, they have an immediate response. Of course it's awe, as any of us would do. Again I say, Gabriel pops out in front of you, awe is probably one of the least things you're going to feel. But they also feel faith. And they praise. And they hurry to the stable. They don't do that. They don't think about it. They just go. They go to Mary and to Joseph's side. They go to pay homage to the newborn saviour. You see, my friends, what the shepherds do is they have an immediate reaction in faith. It serves as a wonderful example of how we should too. How we should respond to these moments. God sometimes and quite often works on what we call a slow burn. And only after a long time can you turn around and go, oh yeah, that's where God was. Other times, like in our gospel reading, God comes up behind you and goes, pay attention to me. As has happened to me more than once. It's because I'm dulcet, I don't get the hints. But, the shepherds trusted the words of the angels. They knew They were words from the Almighty himself. And they knew that when they got to the stable and they saw that everything was as God had promised it would be. It's actually the case in our lives also. Oh, so often God will make us a promise. And sometimes we can be a little reluctant to believe it. Maybe something seems a little too big, a little too grand. Maybe we don't feel we deserve it. But the truth is, my friends, as scripture tells us so many times, with God, all things are possible. And there's also the other side of that. Sometimes we may feel unworthy. Maybe the shepherds did, when they were called to his side. But what the shepherds didn't realise is that they had a pivotal part to play. Arguably, They may have been the first to spread the news of Jesus. You see, eventually those lads would have gone back to their lives. They may have gone back to their families. They may have gone back to their employer. And said, you'll never guess what I saw last night. And thus begins the ministry of Jesus. The spreading of the good news. And God's redemptive plan for us all begins to take hold. And then, then there's Mary. Mary, who's saying yes to God 
during the Annunciation made all of this possible. Mary, who made the arduous journey to Bethlehem with her beloved Joseph. Mary, who was heavily pregnant at the time, and probably not having a very good time of things, to be honest. Mary, who, when all others could have ran, probably would have ran, she simply said yes to God. I imagine at this point, at this moment, she's probably exhausted. She's just given birth. And then she's had to entertain a bunch of shepherds who've steamed through the door. She's probably absolutely shattered. But she's unbelievably happy. She knew her part in God's redemptive plan was not yet done. Mary's ministry is one that would last her entire life. But here in this moment, she is simply happy. A happiness that comes from following the call that God had placed upon her life. Accepting her place in God's plan. And I don't know about you, my friends, but I always spare a thought for Joseph at this time. A man who initially tried to run, as again I say any of us would have. A man who stopped running and started listening. A man who accepted the calling upon his life. And we don't often hear it, but Joseph's calling probably looked something along the lines of to protect Mary. To lead her safely to Bethlehem. As we said earlier, to possibly even be the hands that brought the Saviour into the world. And then in the aftermath of the birth of our Saviour, when the shepherds have gone back to work and Mary's having a rest, Joseph would have been the one to simply sit and to cradle the newborn, keeping watch over both mother and child as they rested. There's an absolutely beautiful painting. It's one of my favourites. It's actually called While Mary Sleeps. And it's by an artist called Lester Yoakum. It perfectly captures this moment. And if you get the chance, I heartily recommend you Google it. I feel a great affinity for Joseph in this moment because I've been there. Not at the birth of our saviour, of course, I'm not that old. (laughs) But in that moment when mother and child are safe and sleeping, just after the birth of my own son, Robin, my wife slept and I simply sat with the boy in my arms and I kept watch and silently gave thanks to God for the life in my arms. As many men have done before me and many men will do after me, it's a privilege of fatherhood. It's a special moment and it's a moment I always take time to think of when I think of the night the events of that night in Bethlehem. And so to conclude, my friend, the, friends, the birth of Jesus, it brings great joy, both on earth and in heaven. As we reflect on the humility and the wonder of that first Christmas, my friends were called to embrace the true meaning of Christmas, to recognise that that humble stable in Bethlehem brought the saviour of the world. And just as the shepherds responded in faith and with proclamation, let us too not be afraid to share the good news of the birth of Christ with all around us. During this Christmas season, as we gather with our loved ones, let us remember that the ultimate reason for rejoicing is the birth of our Saviour. 
And my friends, may we follow Mary's example. May we treasure in our hearts the incredible gift of God. His love, his grace, his salvation. May we also, like the shepherds, proclaim Christ's birth. Ensuring that the good news reaches every corner of our communities and beyond. And finally, whatever we're doing this day, like Joseph, let's find a quiet moment to simply sit and give thanks for the great gifts that the Lord has showered upon us this day. Amen. Amen.